So why are we doing the Easter opera that's really about Christmas? <laughs> because our choir planned a whole Christmas Eve celebration. And on December 21st, the Thursday they were supposed to have a rehearsal, we canceled it because COVID was trying to cancel all of our lives. And we made the horribly difficult decision to let it go. And John and I tried to figure out how to redeem that loss and decided that we would tell the truth of this story, the whole truth and nothing but the truth of this story, which is that it does not start with an assassination of a rabbi on a cross. It actually starts with God as love coming all the way down, all the way down to be with us. So I want to tell you that, well, I'm dressed in my non-clergy clothes today. I'm dressed in my Jackie before seminary type Easter clothes today. I only don't have my hat on because you can't see my eyes, but I, I wanted to take myself back to something today, which is to say, back to the time before, I didn't believe everything, but I could believe anything. Back to the time before seminary kind of like grew a hermeneutic of suspicion in me. And back to the time before I almost let it all go because I couldn't keep it. Like I couldn't keep it if I had to keep it all. And I wanted to go to the place where I found a way to have it. What I had to let go of, friends, was the separation of these two beautiful stories, right? And, and the one story was like, you know, baby Jesus is born and Bethlehem and the animals and the cattle are lowing and all the things are happening. And, you know, the poor baby wakes and he's homeless and the manger and the hay. And people are allergic, you know, had a lot going on. But, 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 but. Also, you know, we were thinking about singing about some blonde baby that looked like he was from Germany. So we had to let all of that go. <laughs> but keep the sense that, that God, you know, came all the way down in, and put on itty bitty baby flesh, black flesh, black Palestinian in Israel flesh, Jewish flesh, homeless flesh, right? Marginalized flesh, God put that kind of flesh on and came all the way down. I loved that. That was my jam. That was my jam. And then you'd get to this place where there was Easter. And like, you know, though Jesus is a Jew, I'm going to say it, though Jesus is a Jew, the mean Jews somehow plotted to kill Jesus. Oh, but by the way, it was God's will. So, so you know, like, what? And, and, and so, you know, God has a baby so God can kill a baby. How does that make any sense? I'm not gonna grow a baby and then kill it. I'm gonna grow the baby who I love and kill the baby so all the other babies can live. I just wanted to say out loud that that's kind of was a problem for me. Almost like made me lose my faith kind of problem. What I had to put together in my mind, in my mind, Natalie, what I had to put back together was the way that God's love is what the story's about. God's love is what came into the world as flesh, living amongst us. 
to teach us all that we are divine and human and that love emanates from us and that we're called by God to do a bold new thing on the earth. And there's no God who grows a child up to kill the child. Now, the child got killed. That's historic. And why? Not because God needed to do it so we could be all right, but because we kill things we don't like. We don't like stuff, we kill it. <clears throat> we don't like you on social media, we cancel you. We don't like you on TV, we put you out. We don't like the way you're loving the world, Martin King, and we assassinate you, John Kennedy, Robert Kennedy. We don't like you, so we beat you. We beat the love out of you. Hatred will kill to have its own way, invade a sovereign nation and kill to have its own way, get on the subway, having a bad day, and shoot it up because it doesn't like the love. Assassinate a man because his license plate was wrong and he dared to resist arrest. Somebody say, hatred will kill. Hatred will kill what it is afraid of. And that is why we have a dead rabbi. You feeling what I'm saying? It was not the first time, and sadly, it won't be the last time. And even in the midst of all the death and suffering and hatred and sorrow, even though every day I'm weeping tears for innocent children around the globe whose bodies are smashed to smithereens because adults hate each other, I believe in the resurrection more today than I ever have. Do you want me to tell you why? Yes. Yes. Because what was theological, what was theoretical, what was philosophical became real to me when my mother died five years ago. My mother, who was my first pastor, my first Sunday school teacher, my first trainer, my first teacher, my first advocate, my mother died. And when she died, that stuff didn't die with her. Like we all took what she had put in ourselves and in our souls into the world. My daddy is our mama, what? My sister takes a part of mommy. My brothers take a part of mommy. I take a part of mommy. My nephews, nieces, all of us have ourselves and our souls in us. And her love never dies, never dies, never dies. I don't, I'm not trying to talk to you about like cells getting up out the grave and bones snapping back on and sinews getting wrapped up. Let's talk about that another Sunday. I'm talking about the very real way that love won't die. It keeps showing up. I can almost smell her Dixie peach powder. I look at a banana and her banana putting it in my nose and my mouth. Her, I love you precious. It's in me. And listen, y'all, God didn't kill my mama of cancer. 
any more than God burned down our building, any more than God caused AIDS, any more than God caused Jesus to be killed by hatred. It happened, and because God is good and is love, God takes that moment and pushes that moment first into 12 and then into 144 and then into millions and millions of people around the globe who are the living body of Christ. <laughs> who are love made flesh. You are the rising. Every time you love somebody, when you rock a baby to sleep, when you massage your adult child who's got a backache, when you get the extra Easter baskets that look just alike so nobody fights, when you, when you care for the neighbor's needs when your building is burning down, you are the rising. When you sing songs in the Zoom, when you care for the brokenhearted, when you take sandwiches to the park, when you sing songs in the mask, oh my God, singing the songs in the mask, you are the rising. You are the rising when you open your doors to the stranger because you were once strangers in a strange land. You are the rising when you show up for church, when you stand in line to come in. You're the rising when you stay connected for two years when you don't know what's gonna happen. And you are the rising when you're Linda Sarsour and you're Muslim. You're the rising when you're Valerie Kaur. You're the rising when you're Rabbi Josh and Sharon Browse. We ain't got no, you know, monopoly on rising. You are the rising when you meditate. You are the rising when you love. I, told, I stole my sermon title today from Cole Arthur Riley, who's wrote this beautiful book called This Here Flesh. Uh, she's a black poet, dancing woman, find her liturgies that she began to write, black liturgies when George Floyd was killed, and she just needed to do something. That's what she did, and now she has a New York Times bestseller book. Hold on to that thought. But she stole that all from Toni Morrison, hello, uh, beloved and baby six holy, so we're all cribbing on each other. And I'm wanting to tell you what baby Sug told a bunch of Africans who had been enslaved in a clearing in the country. She had the children laughing and the men dancing and the women crying and then she mixed it all up. And she just told them to keep on singing and keep on dancing, but she did not tell them to clean up their lives or to go and sin no more. She did not tell them that they were the blessed of the earth, it's inheriting meek or it's glory bound pure. She told them that the only grace they could have was the grace they could imagine. And that if they could not see it, they could not have it. The only saved world we're gonna have is the one we can imagine. The only love we can have is the one that we give. The only salvation we have is because we save each other. Do you understand? You are the love made flesh. You are the word made flesh. And when we pay attention, when we listen, when we learn, we actually become flesh made word. We become flesh made love. We are 
Jesus' DNA and Mary's and Moses's and Elizabeth's. We are human in a great cloud of witnesses called by God to live love every day, every day. And so, you know, there's a sleeping baby right here. Sleeping heavy baby. <laughs> Holy cow. The reason we baptize Octavius today, he hadn't he don't know Christmas yet. It's just, you know, presents and paper. But he inherits the greatest story ever told. That God came all the way down as love. And that love never dies. So somehow we're gonna it. <laughs> oh my God. Octavius Allington, Jenka Duvall, you are love made flesh. You are all the things in the world that needs you and your sister and Kehlani all the babies to keep loving till we get well. Till we get well. Come on. Come over. Come get over here. Why don't you put your hand in the water? And we'll both do it. Okay, here we go. We baptize you, baby. In the name of God, whom Jesus called Daddy. In the name of Jesus, who loved all the children, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, who will love you forever. Amen. It's not the shooting, it's the living. It's not the fighting, it's the forgiving. It's not the fire. It's not the burning, it's the rising. Amen. <laughs>